Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there friends, it's Denise here and today's episode of Chill and Prosper is a little bit different. I have a very special guest, Jeff Walker, and we got together to do an interview about launching because so many people try and tell me that launching is over. Launching is dead. Launching doesn't work anymore. And I know that's not the truth at all. I have helped so many people. I've made so much money with online launches. And Jeff is the guy to help us to do that. So I hope you enjoy this very special interview with Jeff Walker. Take it away. Hey guys, it's Denise here and I have an amazing guest on today to talk about launching. Um, It is the fabulous Jeff Walker, who is the granddaddy, the king of launching. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing, Denise? I am so good. It's so good to talk to you. And as I showed you before, I have um, my Durango mug from when um, my husband Mark came over to visit you um, where you live and... Yeah, he had such a great time visiting you, talking about it, business and launching. It was, yeah, it was great having him out here. I mean, it was awesome. Awesome. So how did you get started talking about launching? Where, where did that first come up for you as like, this is going to be my thing? It's funny, Denise, because I think I spent um, probably about six or seven years doing launches before I even started calling them launches. Uh, you know, those familiar with my, well, no, they're probably not familiar with my story. I started out as a stay-at-home dad, and that was back in the 90s. Um, I was, it wasn't like I sold my dot-com for $30 million, and we, it was just my wife graduated from grad school. She got a job. I was in the corporate world. Things were not going well for me in the corporate world. I left that job uh, to stay home to raise my my son, who was a year old at the time. And then a couple of years later, or three years later, we had a, uh, my daughter. So then I was home with a couple of kids. And um, it times were tough. And I was looking for some type of change in my life, some way to help contribute to the family. We were, we were just squeaking by on one salary, my wife's salary. And um, I started publishing an email newsletter about the stock market, even though I had no credentials, it was just something I'd studied, I knew about. And I, I gradually built up an email list for a free, this free email newsletter that I was publishing. And at some point I'm like, I, you know, maybe I can sell these folks something. I had several hundred people getting this newsletter, but I was scared to ask for the order. Um, I was scared. I thought if I, if I asked them for money, if I made an offer to them, they wouldn't like me anymore. And I didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to market. I had no experience with that whatsoever. Uh, so I started to romance them. Even though I'd been giving them a free newsletter, I started turning went to this massive romance moment where I gave them more and more and more value. And, that, and then eventually I felt good enough about asking for the order. And uh, I said, this was in 1997 when I actually did that first launch. And back then, I, we couldn't take credit cards over on the internet because it was like really complicated to do something like that. So I, I sent them an email and I said, if you want to get this, this upgraded version of this newsletter, 
print this out, put a check in the mail and send it to me. And uh, crazily enough, it, a few of them did. And I, I did that, that first launch was uh, for $1,650. And this wow. is something, yeah, it, you know, everyone's got a different That's frame huge. of reference. Yes. Everyone's a different frame of reference for money. Some people are like, whatever. I I mean, it's $1,650 wouldn't get me very excited for me. I was just about doing backflips. My, you know, my whole goal at that time was if I could make $10,000 in a year, it would change our family's fortune. And in a few days I'd made $1,650. And I mean, I'd built up to it for a long time. So it wasn't like, just like that. But at that point I had this thought that well, if I, if I did this once, I can do it again, and I can do it again, and I can do it again, and I might even get better at it. And, and that's what happened. And um, I'm going to make a long story short, and this is going to sound like it happened overnight, but it did. And it took me years to figure this stuff out, but I gradually got better and better. And then the second launch did $6,000, which was an astronomical Oh, my increase. God. Yeah, Four Absolutely. Apps. Yeah, it's probably the only time in my life I've done 4X on a launch over the prior launch. But um, eventually about, I don't know, it was in 1998, I did the launch that brought my wife Mary home that where she was able, we were able to start talking about her quitting her job and being working with me to build this full time. And then 98, that was a $34,000 launch. And wow. then uh, she, then Mary was home with me and and helping me with the kids and helped me with the business. And, and a few years, it, it was, I think it was 2000. I did, we wanted to buy a home and we needed a down payment. So I did another launch that did over a hundred thousand dollars in a week and it just kept on growing. And then in 2005, I started teaching people how to do this. I went, I went to a marketing conference actually, it was in 03. And I realized that other people weren't doing these types of launches at that point. I, I assumed everyone was doing what I was doing, but no one was. And so I started teaching it in 2005 and that's when things just took off. And um, it, it's been insane since, since then my student, I've been teaching continually since 2005, how to, how to do these launches. And, and by a launch, it's like where we, design, you, you design your marketing. So you deliver a lot of value before you even ask for the order. So people are incredibly excited. You build up a lot of momentum. You, you, you've built up a lot of excitement and anticipation for the launch. So then your marketing almost feels like education and entertainment instead of where pe- few people feel like they're being sold. Absolutely. And, okay. I got, I got to yeah. ask you, cause this is really, um, cause it's unusual for the dad to to be the stay-at-home parent, right? It still is today, let alone then. then. So when Mark came into my business, he was um, he was really reluctant to do it for a while because he was almost saying, "What what am I going to tell people that I do for a living?" You know, like when we're at a barbecue and someone says, "What do you do?" Like he was like, "What am I going to tell people?" Because even, you know, back, which was only four or five years ago, it was like, eh. so was that unusual? Like, were people just sort of saying, like, no. you're the stay-at-home dad? Like, what? It was incredibly weird because that was, an, it, that, and it wasn't a brief thing for me. It was like from 1990 until Mary quit her job in, in the summer of 99. So it was, it was weird. Um, people it made people even uncomfortable being around me and around us. And 
we had a hard time having friends and, and yeah, no, it was, it was just weird. I mean, yeah. even now Mark's like, there's no change table in the dad's restroom. Like there's no, you know, and that's right. years and years later. But the other thing that caught my attention there is um, when my business started making money, I would say to Mark, I think, you know, why don't you quit your job? You can do whatever you want. I wasn't saying come and work with me, but um, he was so reluctant to do it because he just thought it was a fluke, you know, especially when you do those launches and you have these kind of big bits of money. And so I remember him saying, well, when your business is making, you know, 250000 and then 500000 and then he was like, well, when your business is making a million, because that felt so, like, huge. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. And then, it, you know, when I did a million, he was still like, but I don't know if this is sustainable. You know, was your <laughs> wife a little bit like that? Like, yeah, okay, cool. You've done it once. Okay, you've done it twice. Okay, you've done it three times. But I don't know. Or was she just really excited to, you know, to quit her job? She was. I think Mary, so it was like, so 97, it's funny, I had that goal and I think so much of this ties into the work you do, but I had that goal in 97 of $10,000 in a year. And that's about almost exactly what we hit was $10,000 in that year. And then my next goal was to make more than Mary was making. And in 98 is when I, I just barely exceeded what she was making at that time, which you know I think was $60,000 or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact number. And, but at that point, we're like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And so we decided Mary would go halftime. She would, she would cut it back to halftime. We'd still get health insurance. We'd still, you know, and we weren't spending a cent of the money that I was making. So all of that, 100% was going into savings. Didn't spend a cent. Um, that at one point in 98, we, for the first time in our lives, we bought some furniture. We bought a couch and and uh, four kitchen chairs. That was the first time we met, spent money on furniture. And um, but otherwise saving everything. And but she tried to go half time, and she was an engineer. So I mean, she had a good job. And the people at her company said, "Sure, you can go half time." But we learned that half time meant they would pay her half as much, but they still expected her to work just as much. And so after about six months of that, and then the business was continuing to grow. And, you know, 98 was over 100,000 and 99 was clearly trending towards 200,000, which was insane money for us at the time. And we were like, she was just ready to be done. She was, she was ready. And, you know, as soon as she came home and started helping me out, I was just to grow. Yeah. Know? It was like, I wasn't doing customer service and I wasn't doing the admin and I wasn't doing the accounting. So, yeah. So when you started, um, I mean, the technology has changed so, so, so much, you know, and it's funny that you got started with people sending you checks in the post. Um, my first e-product was 2004 and it was an e-book. I couldn't even sell that myself because the file was so big back then. You couldn't just email it to people. There was no Dropbox. There was no, you know, easy way to do it. So I had to go through, you know, like an e-book broker even as a self-published person. And then my 2009, that was my first kind of group program launch. I had one person on that. I was very proud. But even then, like I had to use a type pad blog 
one password for everybody. Um, so difficult doing the technology. So, I mean, you would have seen things shift and change so much. And I think almost people now, it feels like you're saying to people, you know, when I was a kid, I had to walk in snow to school. (laughs) But it kind of is true. You kind of go, oh, my God, you can just drag and drop your course thing. You You can use your phone and have better quality videos than than we did for decades it's so easy like what was the hardest thing for you in like actually doing the technology of your launch and delivery yeah i think the hardest thing was was the initial setting up credit cards figuring out how to get credit card payments that was it was just really rugged that was hard um, building a web page. It's like that you used to have to do that. You used to have to build web yep. pages. And, I had and no literally, stuff. I remember Googling how to center a photo in HTML. <laughs> uh, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And who did that? Did you do that? I, yeah, I, I fumbled my way through. I remember that putting a photo on a web page. And I just want to put a graph of the stock market on a web page. I remember driving to the local Best Buy, which is like, you know, an electronic store. I don't know if you have them, but driving there and looking at all the software on the shelves and finding some software that was about like how to, you know, create an an image. And it was like, then drove home, spent like a week figuring out how to put that. Yeah, Literally, it was so hard. And the bandwidth too, I remember like, you would have like, you know, 20 extra people visit your webpage and the whole thing would just die. Yeah, it was, it, so it was crazy. I mean, it, it, it was, but the, 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 the flip side was that people were forgiving when things went wrong. You know, they didn't expect perfection back then, but yeah. No, exactly. It was, so it was obviously things have shifted and changed so much. And we know that it doesn't matter what the format's going to be in the future. In 10 years' time, we'll be hologramming, you know, our pre-launch sequence into people's lounge rooms. Right. It's, that's, where it's, that's where it's going, right? But the storytelling piece, especially of PLF, that's timeless, right? Like forever we'll be telling stories, helping people solve problems. Absolutely. You know, I remember one video, when I first saw my first online video, and I started to get worried because I was like, oh my, this clearly, if I put on my, you know, just like you said, like with holograms and VR and all that stuff, that's all coming. And we consider and get scared about it. But the reality is there's going to be tools that make it all easy to do. So I was scared about video, but I didn't need to be because it all became super easy. You know, I mean, it's, it, we all are walking around with the best video camera ever in our pockets and we can upload it directly to YouTube. And so the tools will be there. If someone wants to be online in business, what you have to be good at is the actual putting together an offer that people will will, will value and then being able to communicate the value of that offer. And... Um, I I think the way to cut through the noise of the marketing in the industry, you know, whatever, no matter what niche or market you're in, no matter what language or country you're in, the competition is crazy. And it's only gotten crazier in the last two years. And the way to cut through that is with great marketing. 
And you don't have to be an amazing salesperson because these days, authenticity and congruency win and being able to put together a great offer that serves your people wins. And being able to tell the story, really what you're telling, you're telling a story of your prospect's future. Really, it's what you're doing. Um, Whatever you're selling is you're selling a transformation in their lives. You're actually going, you're either going to take away pain or give them more pleasure, no matter what. It comes down to one of those two things. And so you're, you're selling a transformation, whether it's a better, a better golf swing or a better relationship with their loved one or losing weight or a greater income or better investing or that they can have a meditation practice or they can speak another language, you're offering a transformation to them. And at the end of the day, it's really, I like to think about, you're telling the story of their future self and you're doing it in a fun way, a non-boring way. And that will always cut through the noise and attract the people, the, the right people to you. So yeah, stories are, are, are they're, they're, they're how humans have communicated mm. since the beginning of time. I have to tell you, I really feel like I needed to hear that today. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. No, I'm not even, because it's so much work putting together a launch. Like it's so much work. And when we're recording this, I'm like in it, right? And so that's why I'm like feeling like, because oh, sometimes you forget that it is about that transformation, especially since the thing that I've noticed since I've been launching is how much people think that social media is the thing is the thing, you know, it's like how many views on TikTok can I get? How many views on Instagram can I get? And that's where people start to feel like there's so much noise because we feel like that's the business of entertaining people for clicks and to remember. And it's so good that you said that because like we're, we're in the real messy bit of putting together all of the logistics of a launch. And it's like, it's a slog. <laughs> it and is. then to remember like, oh, it's not about the slog. It's about the transformation. Um, and I have to tell you, Jeff, my launch, you're going to laugh and cry at this. And I will absolutely submit a case study for you, right? So, um, <laughs> so you obviously, you know, um, Kendall Summerhawk, who um, is, you know, one of my great mentors. So I'm certified in her sacred money archetypes method. And um, there's eight archetypes and it's all about money archetypes. So the first time I launched um, a course around that, it was just me as Denise sitting and talking to each of the archetypes. And this time I had the great idea to do eight different launch paths, um, one for each archetype. So, you, oh my God, Jeff, I'm going to cry. It's so hard. So, you know, you do the three, three videos and then a fourth video. So I decided to do a fourth video but for every archetype, Jeff. So that's four times eight. And I did a separate set. So a very styled set. So for example, one of the archetypes is the nurturer. So there's like a full set, there's cookies and cake and tea behind me. There's every archetype had a specific mug. I needed four outfits for each archetype plus doing the course videos. So I ended up with 50 different outfits. Um, it was 
<laughs> it's so much work. And then putting the course together, there's only like six lessons, but that's six times eight. So my web designer is like freaking out because of course I've gone, you know, I'll, tr- I'll try and make the lessons very similar on the page, but I've had to say to her, well, let's do one of the archetypes first because then we can duplicate them. But if we duplicate them too early and I've spotted a mistake, we have to change it in eight different places. <laughs> and then poor Mark, Mark's putting together all the emails. <laughs> He's having to do it times eight, Jeff. Right. So I'm now that I've gone through that and I've done it all with PLF. Like I've literally, when I wrote the scripts, I went back to the material. I was like, what's in each video? But of course, then I had to duplicate that eight times because even the way that I did the, you know, I was like, you know, hi, accumulator. I'm so happy to see you. But then the nurturer was like, hi, nurturer. It's so wonderful to have you here. (laughs) I had to go and like change all the bits. And I'm so thankful I had PLF just to go back to and go, what's in this video? What's in the next video? What goes in the email? What goes in the next email? And every time I kept on like trying to go outside the parameters of that, I'd be like, hang on, let's go back to PLF. What does Jeff say to do? So I'm super grateful for that. But also I don't think any of your students have ever done eight launches in one before. No, no, no. A few, like I, I did one once, you know, we, I sort of have like more like four or five, what we call avatars, different, you know, it's, it's the person who is, doesn't have a business going at all. They're just starting out. They just, ah, boy, I'd love to have, be able to teach this online. I'd love to have an online business or someone who already has a business or someone who's a coach or a consultant um, or someone who's an artist of some sort or someone who just wants to do launches for other people. And so I got like those five, but I would just do a separate like intro, like a one minute intro speaking to them. And that, that, that made it complicated enough. So yeah, no, you get the hero yeah. award for. It makes me, it was so much fun, Jeff, honestly. Like I really, when I was in that costume with the set and I'll send you photos of it. Cause it's, I was really proud of it, but I, I spent literally two months going to thrift stores, buying things on Marketplace, you know, like even the rings, you know, like for the connector, I've got a heart ring. I've got like a BFF necklace for the nurturers. When I interviewed my nurturer group, every single person had a cat come into their video when I was interviewing them. So I had like a cat mug. I had a little cat necklace. I had you know, earrings that have little hearts on them. Um, It was so much fun, but I really felt when I was sat in that set, I felt that energy and I felt so connected to them. And then I would take off that costume and jump into the next one. And I was, I felt like a different person again. And, um, but you know what? I've seen all your videos. You get to just wear a shirt, man. That's not fair. <laughs> Guys have it easier. Guys have it so much easier. Yeah, you get up. You can just put a bit of gel in your hair, put on a blue t-shirt and you're like, oh. Hey guys. So I really, I really put myself in that. And even Mark, I was like, Mark, um, you need to go get a hundred dollars. You need to go get to this lady's house and you need to pick up something. He's like, what am I picking up? I'm like, don't ask any questions. It's for the celebrity set. Let's not talk about it. So I think um, 
we were all a little traumatized, I think, by that experience, but PLF made it so much easier. So thank, seriously, thank you. And um, I can't wait to send you all the photos for that for because um, I'd love to be a case study for a PLF. Because as you know, we've Mark and I have um, you know, we've used PLF for many years now. We're such a advocate of your program. Obviously, we're an affiliate and a partner. And um, and for those of you who are watching, Jeff has a new video series out. If you go to denisedt.com slash PLF, as in product launch formula, um, we'll have all of the links um, there. And of course, we do a, a bonus as well if you go on and decide to purchase PLF through our link after the free video series. But honestly, Jeff gives so much value in that free video series. Um, every year, people just say thank you and they're just blown away by how much you do. And your, you know, your videos are just so informative and you just give so much away, which is role modeling what the program is, right? Is you give, 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 give value, and then you make an offer, a really easy, and I've never seen anything from you that's sleazy or um you know, anything that I would, that is a red flag for me. And that's why we, we're, um, you know, such committed partners with working with you because we know that you're always going to give good advice and give it good advice to our community too. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. No, it's been great partnering with you over the years. Um, love. We just having all your folks come in and it's, you know, the, our whole process is super interactive and so we get to hear from all your raving fans in all of our comments. So it's been well, great. I love seeing um, our Lucky Bee community in your group for sure. And I, it just makes me so happy when I see them um, share their successes. So thank you. And again, everybody, that is uh, go to denisedt.com slash PLF. And thank you to my wonderful guest, Jeff Walker. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.